Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 263 of the Fully Opposable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff. We are celebrating the five year and one week anniversary of the show. <laughs> Sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Uh, thank you guys for the love last week. Uh, a lot of people actually enjoyed celeste being on which i was like i don't get it Why? wow what wow way to bury a special guest what <laughs> i did did not do such a thing on this episode of jeff gets none oh <laughs> uh, how you doing scott i am doing great bankster barry again this week jeff going with bankster barry huh yeah it's become another kind of a go-to like you with miami cola hitting the bankster barry again this week powering me through the show and aside from that, I'm just excited for the Rumble this Sunday. I am really looking forward to it. It's basically since 88, it has stood up as one of my favorite big four events in the year. I just love the Rumble. I love that it really is that kickoff to WrestleMania season or that road to WrestleMania, as they say. I just, I really love the Rumble, dude. So I'm just super pumped for it. And I've got predictions on who I think is going to take it. But unless you want to hear them, I will keep them to myself. Who do you predict? All right. Well, since you asked. <laughs> well, you set me up for it. Of course I was. In I, I really did. I really, I was going to make you look like a jerk if you didn't ask me. So this, the favorite really seems on the women's side to be Bianca Belair. And I'm going to go with that because what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a triple threat on the SmackDown women's side with Bianca, Sasha, and Bailey. And on the other side of the coin, the, the Raw side, I can see... Charlotte turning on Asuka during their title match against Shayna and Nia to cost them the tag titles. And that's going to lead to Asuka versus Charlotte number two at WrestleMania this year. All right. So that's my prediction for the women's side. Okay. Now for the men, I'm a little less confident. I think Big E is going to take it. I know the favorite has been going around has been Daniel Bryan. I don't see it. I more see Big E getting that Kofi moment from a few years ago. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. And they'll really just have to heat up Big E, and it'll be Big E versus Roman at Mania at some point. Maybe at the next pay-per-view, Big E drops the IC belt. Maybe to, well, Nakamura's a face now, which I'm also very excited about. We haven't talked wrestling in a while. But I kind of fell off the Nakamura bandwagon a little bit when he turned heel. But now that he's faced again, he's got his original music back. I love it. I'm a huge Nakamura fan. Would like to see the IC title go back on Nakamura. I don't think that's going to happen. Face-to-face title changes usually don't happen. So somebody's got to take that title. But I think it's going to be Big E versus Roman at Mania. Big E gets that Mania moment. And they're saying shenanigans. They, of course, the dirt sheets, are saying shenanigans are going to happen in the Rumble. So something crazy is going to happen. So I don't know if that's going to lead to the Raw side for a title match. 
But I'm really hoping it's not Goldberg versus Drew at WrestleMania. That's that's not what I want to see. I don't, I really don't know who Drew's going to face. Um, money on the table, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar. A rematch okay. of last year. I, I, I really think Brock's going to come back and cause some havoc. And he's going to be in the title picture right away. So just some, such as some predictions there. So for me, real quick, women's side, I'm going Bianca Belair. Okay. And from the men's side, it's going to be, man, I'm really thinking Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that, that seems to be the favorite that I'm reading uh, for a lot of people. I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. I'll just leave it at that. Um, I want Big E to get an extended IC title run. So kind of picture it like Macho Man. Okay. You know, he had an extended IC title run. And then at WrestleMania 4, granted, he lost it at WrestleMania 3. And then a year later, he finally won the championship. Ah, I like where you're going with this arc. Okay, that's good. I like that. Book Big E to drop the IC title at SummerSlam. Okay. Then kind of build him up between SummerSlam and WrestleMania 30. God, what number will that be, Scott? Uh, Well, this year's going to be 37, and next year's going to be 38. Yes. Okay. So, yes. In Dallas, Big E should wrestle for the heavyweight title. How about that? Okay. I, dude, I really like that. And you could even keep the IC strap on him until, say, Survivor Series. So Correct. he loses it like two or three months before Royal Rumble. I wouldn't mind that at all. That's a great call, dude. I like that. Build him like the Macho Man was built. You know what? One thing I really like is when wrestlers start off as a tag team, then they break away, have an extended IC title run, or go after the IC title or the mid-card title, I guess you could say, for a little bit, and then start, if they can garner enough steam, move along to the heavyweight title. Much like Bret Hart, too. Exactly. And Shawn Michaels, to a certain extent, he didn't win the tag title. Kind of technically, he won the tag titles, but we never saw it until later. But We won him with Diesel. Okay, well, he won that after he won the IC title, after the Rockers were done, after he had his heel turn. and Yeah. I'm kind of in the camp of I like seeing a tag team guy break out, kind of a la Bret Hart, and see the progression that way. Yeah. No, great call, dude. Great call. Go old school with Big E, but he absolutely deserves that moment. He's such a talent in the ring. I always love his matches. And the dude can go. That move where he does the shoulder tackle from the inside of the ring to the outside. Yep. That is so great. I don't know how he hasn't broken himself yet. But I really want to see him get that moment. But you're right, dude. Let him build up that IC title and build himself up in the process. And then get that moment next year. Great call. Uh, Lately, I've been watching a lot of Wrestling Challenge on the network. And one thing I love is I love watching not only British Bulldog matches, but I love watching the guys that job out to the bigger guys. Like, for example, on episode one of Wrestling Challenge, I think it was a a jobber named Tony Martin, who is actually Shane Douglas. Oh. Then also, when you go along, they change Shane Douglas's name from Tony Martin, I think it was to Mikey something, if I'm not mistaken. But I like seeing who the job guys are. I love seeing if they became something or if they're a notorious job guy. Also, in that same episode where Shane Douglas became the Mikey guy, there was a gentleman named Lucius. And I forget the last name, but it was Virgil. You're kidding. Really? I am not kidding. Interesting. Okay. So what year was that then? Because he came into the Federation in 87. Okay. That was 86 because 87 he debuted. Correct. Yep. So I love watching 
these job guys who actually become something. So I'm enjoying the wrestling challenge. I do it while I work out. It's fantastic. Brings back a lot of memories too of guys that I'd forgotten about that were in the Federation. Like I forgot the Samoans had a uh, a cousin named was it Siva Siva Siviafi. I think that was it. Yeah. Well, he was in there. He was uh, more like, I think he was going to replace Superfly because Snooka had left. Correct. And then all of a sudden there was C.V. Offy. And yes. he was kind of playing the role of Snooka and then he was gone. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. So there's a lot of stuff that I've forgotten that I'm going back and watching. I forget how poorly edited the shows are also. Like, for example, you're watching Wrestling Challenge. And, for example, Nikolai and Iron Sheik just had a match against the British Bulldogs. And then they cut to uh, Ken something. I forget the commentator's name who had the blonde hair. Resnick? Uh, Yes, thank you. And he goes, all right, bringing in Slick and Nikolai Volkov. And Nikolai Volkov just wrestled the match. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind of funny watching the editing of the show. It's kind of, it's bad. <laughs> but when we were kids, it was like, whatever. Right, right. Paul Orndorff was in the snake pit. And then he cuts a promo on Hogan. And then he goes into the back with Ken. And he cuts basically almost the same exact promo. Talking hmm. about like how Hogan's doing a bench press and he's like looking down at him and it, it's it's hella funny, dude. <laughs> but when we, like you said, when we were kids, dude, we we never noticed anything like that. No, we never paid attention to stuff like no. that at all. We'll catch that now that we're older snobs. But when we were kids, we took in every minute of it. We loved it. I was ready to tweet about it and then I was like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You need to check out FullyPosablePodcast.com over there. We have writings by Corey Human. We have articles up there from collectors. And you can listen to past episodes over at FullyPosablePodcast.com. But if you want to go back and listen to any of our earlier episodes, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Posable. You can go all the way back to episode one. Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. If you have any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to FullyPosableWFP at gmail.com. Calm. You know what my favorite thing is, dude, is when somebody says, how do I send in an audio question or where do I send it? And I was like, I say it every episode. <laughs> well, you didn't let me guess what your favorite thing was. You said, you know what my favorite thing? You didn't let me answer. That's a Mitch Hedberg joke right there. It is. <laughs> it is. Dude, dude, you've got to give me time to guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Scott, did you do any toys button? No, I did not. I, I've been kind of looking a little bit. I'm starting to compile a list of elites that I want to kind of backfill the loose collection with because I'm getting to that point where I want to start displaying my loose figures. Rooms moving along slowly but surely. It's getting there. I'm thinking another month or so will be there. So I want to display some loose figures in there. So I'm starting to put a list together, do a little bit of shopping, and uh, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> it's really going to be a pricey list. But kind of putting that together and doing some homework on uh, what I'm going to pay for those things. But that's about the extent of my toy spotting. It's been more the finger poke of doom. Just kind of hunting around a little bit and getting an idea of what I'm going to pay. But a lot of elites are going to be coming home soon. So I will have a lot of toy spotting over the next few months. Scott, we have breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
I haven't been doing cardio, so I'm out of breath already. Yeah, it sounds like it. Scott, Toys R Us has closed again. The last two, the two stores that were open in Houston and New Jersey have officially closed. Yeah, is that really a surprise? I, not one bit. Yeah, it it's not the time, dude. It's it's just not the time yet. Um, yeah. Ugh. It sucks, but I read that and it was like, eh, okay. It was like, I already kind of grieved. I had that whole process and uh, maybe one day, maybe one day, somebody's going to buy the brand and relaunch it and it'll be glorious, but at another time. Now is not the time to flourish. So RIP Toys R Us yet again. Again. Luckily, this time is not as bad as last time. This time, I think, was expected. Last time was just soul-crushing. Uh, let me see. I've gotten a few things in the mail. Got the Nick Aldis Hasbro-style figure. Oh, very nice. What do you think of it? It's pretty cool, dude. I, what I like about it is I like how the card is very thick. Like, you remember the old Hasbro and even the retro cards are very flimsy and very, um, uh, you know, it could, almost like it could bend or wave. Well, I thought the, the Hasbro cards were on, they weren't necessarily thin. I mean, they weren't super thick. They had a decent consistency, but you're right about the retro cards. Those were incredibly thin. So it's nice to see that uh, Chella went with a little bit thicker stock. I do like it because it it does have that Hasbro feel. You know how the retros had the the nostalgia of Hasbro, but not all the way there, if that makes sense? This Chella toy, Nick Aldis figure, has that. Nice, nice. So it's more in line with our, uh, our, our custom Hasbro shirt. The, Jason, the great Jason Wolf designed for us. Yes. Nice. Great Jason Wolf. Yes. So I did get that. I had to go to the post office last Saturday to pick up my Doc Brown NECA figure. And okay. I told you that was the last one I was getting. That's because it was the last one I needed. Lies. And I'm not getting any more. That's Lies. it. Lies. The cool thing was his mom came over. One of mom's favorite movies is Back to the Future. And mom came over Saturday. I showed her. I was like, look at this Doc Brown figure. She loved it. She goes, oh my God, look at the likeness on that. Yeah, it's crazy. It's scary good. Even the scary, uh, the scary face or the screaming face where he's like, oh, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, he's about to be shot with an AK. An AK? Yeah. Remember the terrorists shoot him in the first one, the AK-47? Oh, that's right. Yeah, then it they wasn't... go to shoot Marty and it jams. That's right. That's right. Yep. And he was wearing the bulletproof vest. Yes, because Marty warned him. And there you go. Spoiler alert in case you haven't seen Back to the Future yet. (laughs) 35 years later. (laughs) (laughs) So I did get those couple of things. Um, I think that's about it. I'm looking over to my left to see if there's anything I missed. Oh, I'm sure you did. You have boxes coming all the time. Well, the funny thing was is we were supposed to see you last Saturday. Right. And so we put together your care package of G.I. Joe's and all this stuff. We had the box. And next thing, mom comes over and she goes, oh, here's something from Scott. And I was like, oh, I guess we're not seeing Scott. I thought I told you that. No, you never texted us back, dude. Oh, oops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Celeste Celeste and I were sitting there with our our to-go lunches in a brown bag waiting for you to text. Oh, my gosh. Like old people, we were sitting there. We are like, (laughs) we're just... We're just waiting on the text from Scott. Sitting next to your rotary phones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, we're joking, dude. Sorry about that. <laughs> we don't have rotary phones. <laughs> <laughs> but you did have to go lunches. Okay. We did have to go lunches. PB and J's, you know. 
Scott, we better jump into the show, man. We have got a mess load of news. Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today. Scott, what do you got for other news? A lot. So Super 7 is doing basically teasers this week for new licenses or properties that they're going to have under their umbrella. And it's going to basically be Reaction, Ultimates, and the big cyborg robot guys. So they have a ton of new product. So let's get right into it. First, Conan the Barbarian. Two new figures up for pre-order. They are Ultimates. There is Conan and Thulsa Doom. And this would be Conan for when he's doing his final attack towards the end of the movie. And Thulsa Doom actually has a changeable snakehead, which I think is pretty cool. Next up, of course, got to mention this one, Ghost. They finally did an ultimate. I've been screaming for it ever since they started doing the reaction three and three quarter inch figures. They finally did an ultimate Papa figure. Of course, it was already pre-ordered. Here's the thing. I don't know if ultimates have changed price. I know they used to be 45, but the ghost Papa ultimate was 55. Oh yeah. On the pricey side. Luckily there was only one. So I didn't have to buy multiple, but yeah, 55 bucks for an ultimate. So again, I don't know if that's going to be across the board for all upcoming ultimates or if it was just for the ghost figures. So anyway, moving on Thundercats, they announced the Thunder Tank, and this is going to be in their ultimate scale. It holds six ultimate figures. Presale goes up February 2nd. Jeff, are you ready for this? The Thunder Tank is going to run you $450. What? $450 for the Thunder Tank. Now, keep in mind this is ultimate scale. The ultimates are around six to seven inches tall. So it's going to be a large tank. They will have payment plans available. So if you can't fork out 450, you can do payment plans with them, which I think is good because not everybody has 450 bucks, but a lot of people want that tank. So they're going to help you out. They will have payment plans. February 2nd, presale goes live for the Thunder Tank. Oh my God, 450 bucks, dude. Well, don't forget Super 7 did that, uh, the Snake Mountain from the He-Man line. Oh, I know, I know, but like that's just a that's a car payment. It's... I'm starting to sound I'm starting to sound old, but I mean, <laughs> good lord, four fifty for a toy. <laughs> yeah, don't be that guy. They have payment plans, so definitely need to start putting it all on the scale and see which one you want. Moving on, Super Seven again. This is going to be a lot of Super Seven, by the way. Run DMC reaction figures. They're coming summer of this year. Now, keep in mind, Reaction is the three and three quarter inch scale. No pictures announced or no pictures shown, but Run DMC has been announced for the Reaction line. I'm really looking forward to those. That's awesome. Yes, very cool. Again, Super 7, Godzilla. They are going to be doing Reaction, which is the three and three quarter, and Ultimate Scale Godzilla figures all coming this summer. Ooh, nice. Now, these guys I'm unfamiliar with, Zarface and Run the Jewels. Both acts are getting reaction figures. Zarface will be up on February 4th. No date yet for Run the Jewels. And again, those are going to be reaction scale, three and three quarter inch. Next up, and this one's a pretty big get for Super 7. 
Star Trek The Next Generation. Reaction figures are coming this spring, and a second wave is scheduled for the fall. The first wave consists of Picard, Worf, Data, Wesley Crusher, Guinan, who, Jeff, that was played by Whoopi Goldberg, and a Borg drone. Now, to the best of my knowledge, the only Whoopi Goldberg figure was in the original Star Trek The Next Generation line produced by Playmates in the early 90s. So there's not a lot of Whoopi Goldberg figures out there, but here's Super 7 releasing another one. And then they can uh, do the Millennium Falcon for $450 or whatever the Star Trek thing was. Air really? Force One. Air Force One. Is that, was it called the Air Force One? <sighs> what was the Star Trek thing, dude? would be the enterprise jeff they named it after a car rental place and i'm going to move on to transformers <laughs> transformers ultimates they're going to be available for pre-order right now you can go pick up optimus prime starscream bonsai tron and bombshell so if you are into transformers that's another big property under super seven's umbrella they now have transformers ultimates this is the first wave Next up, My Pet Monster. They are doing a flocked reaction figure who comes in a TV set box. So pretty cool packaging if you are into the My Pet Monster line. There you go. And Jeff, this might be the biggest one that Super 7 announced. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They've landed at Super 7 across several of their lines, including Reaction, Ultimates, and Super Cyborg. This spring, the 11-inch tall Super Cyborg Megazord figure will be available in addition to other Mighty Morphin Power Ranger items like apparel and accessories. That will be followed by the reaction 3 and 3 quarter inch figures of Red Ranger, Green Ranger, Rita Repulsa, Pudgy Pig, Putty Patrol, and Megazord, followed by two more waves later this year. This year we'll also see... The release of Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Ultimates, including in the first wave, Yellow Ranger, Green Ranger, Goldar, Tyrannosaurus Dinozord, and Putty Patroller. And that's going to be just the first wave, with a second wave following most likely in 2022. Big, big news from Super 7, and here's the best part. They're not done yet. There's more to come over the next couple of days. We're recording a little late this week. We're recording on Friday, so Saturday, Sunday... There's still going to be some announcements from them. And Jeff, this is a good one. I haven't even mentioned this one to you yet. In the teaser image that they used to promote the seven days of announcements, Silverhawks is going to be coming to Super 7. That is awesome. Yes, very cool. It's been a dead property for so long, but was really one of the cooler toy lines of the 80s. Really imaginative, and it stood out. I thought Crystar was big as well. That's another line that's been dead for a long time that hasn't been revived, but I'm really happy Silverhawks is going to get a moment in the sun. I would imagine they'll do Reaction and Ultimates figures. I don't know if they'll ever do a ship a la Thundercats, Thunder Tank, but there's going to be Silverhawks figures coming from Super 7. I'm actually curious if Mighty Morphin Power Ranger fans are going to collect the super seven not reactions what's oh ultimates oh dude there's no doubt because they have hasbro putting them out right now that are amazing looking figures so are they gonna be like well i've already gotten the let's say the pink ranger from the hasbro line do i really need the power ranger from 
the Super 7 Ultimates. I'm going to I'm actually really curious if they will sell well with the Hasbro line still going strong. I'm going to guess that they will, but here's the best part for Super 7 doing Power Ranger Ultimates. If they don't move, they stop producing waves of them. Because remember, the Ultimates really are made to order. So they know and can see the demand right off the bat. Pre-orders go up, pre-orders close in a month, they're done. If there's demand, you'll get more waves. If there's no demand, no more waves. It makes me kind of worried that you might be right about the NJPW line. Why haven't we seen a Wave 3 announcement yet? Who knows? Maybe even Saturday and Sunday they put it up. Very possibly, yes. As I said, there's more to come, so that's a great call, Jeff. There might be more with NJPW. This is more of new licenses. So, But Transformers was an existing one, but this they announced the Ultimates. They've never done Ultimate Transformers before. So there's Super 7 news. They have a big week going on. As I said, there's still more to come. Maybe NJPW news. We'll see. Maybe Legion of Doom, maybe Great Muda, who knows? But that's what they've announced so far. Funko Pop, Jeff. We haven't done some Funko news in a while outside of wrestling. Funko Pop G.I. Joe, new additions. They're doing Snake Eyes, which is the 82 look. Baroness, Scarlet, and Storm Shadow. And there is a Funko Fair exclusive. It's the Snake Eyes 85 look with his wolf Timber. That one I've got to own. I don't go down the Funko road very often. Whoa, 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 what? What? You're actually going to get a Funko. Yes, if I can get my hands on it at a decent price, i.e. I find out when the sale goes live, because as of this recording, I don't think it's gone live yet. I haven't seen any announcements on it. If I can get my hands on it at a decent price, that one's coming home. Look, out of all the action figures I've collected in my lifetime, 46, almost 47 years now, Right, All the action figures I've owned, that Snake Eyes 85 is up there with the Ultimate Warrior LJN. If it's not my favorite figure of all time, it's like top three. I love that Snake Eyes 85. He came with Timber. It was one of my favorite figures to play with when I was playing G.I. Joe's in the 80s. Love that figure, so I've got to get my hands on that Funko Pop. Wow. I'm actually surprised. Well, as I said, I don't buy a lot of Funkos. In fact, I don't really buy any Funkos. But that one, I, I've got to have that one. Sentimental value. You know how that goes. Yes. And Jeff, that rounds out other toy lines. Moving along to WWE. So there's an Ultimate Editions poster that WWE put out. And it was the ones that you could vote on. Remember, you go on WWE.com, you can vote. They had Jeff Hardy, Hogan, Shawn Michaels, and Ultimate Warrior. Well, they put out the poster... And if you look at the poster, the top line is Jeff Hardy, and the Mattel logo is right in the middle that is on Jeff Hardy WWE Armageddon 2006. So these are the ones that are coming out. If you look next line, Hulk Hogan, the Mattel logo is on the Nitro debut of Hogan. So WrestleMania 9 didn't win, and I forget what the other one was that was up for the vote, but Nitro debut won. If you look down below, there's an Ultimate Warrior. Uh, there, I forget which three that you could choose from, but the one that the Mattel logo is on is on WrestleMania 6 Ultimate Warrior. And below that, Shawn Michaels, the logo is on the King of the Ring 1990. Was that five or six? I, I think believe it was, it was 95. 95 King of the Ring Shawn Michaels look. So if you look, the Mattel logo is dancing on each image. So... Now, here's an interesting thing. If you look at the Shawn Michaels and Ultimate Warrior, it says that the Shawn Michaels is due out in spring of 2022. 
Scott and I have been wondering, has that contract been signed? As of this recording, there's still no word if that contract has been extended. We hope it's been extended, but Steve and Bill are planning for figures in 2022 past the contract expiring on 1231. Yes. Now remember, I think it they said that it takes like eight months, eight or nine months to do a figure. Uh, a little bit longer. It's like, well, you, they can push one out pretty quick. Right. So something is going to have to be in place by, say, what, May, June, at the latest, for mm-hmm. them to even consider making that Shawn Michaels figure. Correct. So I'm hoping within the next few months we have some clarification. Yes, Mattel keeps the license or... No, Mattel doesn't keep it. Or WWE is shopping it. So you're right. That's that's really interesting. That was a great spot on your part on that poster that they're announcing figure dates past the contract ending. So that was a great catch on your part, dude. Thank you. Well, Steve had talked about that before. He says that they have lines already out to 20, I think like mid to late 2022. So it doesn't sound like they're slowing down. And usually around this time... Jax was starting to kind of pump the brakes and kind of starting to halt things a little bit and things were getting missed. Things were looking bad, but Mattel is still pushing out figures that are going past 2021. So yeah, that engine's still going no matter what. They're not stopping on any sort of speculation. They're just going to keep it moving. And I respect that. Also, Chelsea Green basic was shown off. She will have a variant. Chelsea Green will come in a light purple outfit and a black outfit. Uh, One will be the variant. The other will be the regular. Going back to those ultimate editions, Jeff. Sure. You had mentioned that the Mattel logo, it seemed to indicate which one had won. Like you mentioned, the Jeff Hardy Armageddon, the Hulk Hogan Nitro debut, uh, King of the Ring 95, Shawn Michaels. I'm really disappointed in the fans if they selected Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 6. Do we need another one? Uh, Thank you. I was about to go Chandler on that one myself. Do we (laughs) need another Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 6? The answer would be no. So I'm hoping that that's just a weird coincidence when they released that image that that's just where they put the Mattel logo. It didn't indicate a winner or a loser or anything. It just... It's a coincidence. That's where the logo was placed. But if you look at it, it does really seem to indicate that those were the winners. And me personally, I don't want another Ultimate Warrior from WrestleMania 6. We have so many. I don't know that they could top what they've already done. And honestly, they just did that Ultimate Warrior Royal Rumble figure that came with the the quote-unquote battle-damaged head. Yeah. What are you going to do to dress up the WrestleMania 6 one? You're going to give us an alternate head like you did with the Royal Rumble figure. That figure also included a title belt. Granted, it was the IC belt, but it, you know, they would just basically sub in either that same IC belt and the world title. So you get two belts, some hands. There was no jacket. So you can't dress up the figure with the jacket. It would essentially be the Royal Rumble Elite in Ultimate Edition packaging. So hopefully that's not the case, but I'm just saying we don't need another warrior from WrestleMania 6. We really don't. The fans were like, ah, oh, damn it, I missed the Jax Classic. All right, hopefully I'll get it from Mattel. Ah, oh, crap, I missed the Elite Legends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, dude. I was really disappointed that WrestleMania 6 won. I mean, it, obviously, it's it's a vote, you know. But at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, this is 
to my knowledge, this is the third WrestleMania six Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. Since Ultimate Warrior figures have been made. Yes. Like you, I'm really disappointed. We'll see how it turns out, but like, I've got the Elite Legends. I've got the Jax Classic. I'm good. I don't know what they would do to really sell it. You know what I mean? Like, what are you guys going to do to it that really dresses it up, that makes it stand apart, even from his Royal Rumble Elite that just came out? I, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Moving along. Now we are getting into AEW, and this will take a little bit. Per Jeremy Padauer, he said, quote, on Twitter, We hear you. We want more of you to be able to get your hands on chase and rare figures starting in a few waves. We will increase the chase and rare numbers to 5,000 and 3,000 units. So no longer will it be 500 and 1,000. It will now be 3,000 and 5,000. Okay. So I wonder if anybody that has sold their exclusives or their chases, I wonder if the value is going to go up or if the value is going to go down because obviously there's more numbers of later exclusives compared to the first few series. Be interesting to watch what that dollar amount does. I really hope that they dress them up to make them significantly different from the figure that comes out in the regular line. I've, I've talked about this before. Dress it up. Make it feel special. That's my feeling regarding those. Yeah, put a weasel suit on it or a sparkly white robe. Eh, not a weasel suit. That would sit on the pegs. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy also said there will be stands coming with figures. And quick snapshot somebody had. Amazon had a listing for unmatched figures. We talked about that last week. This snapshot said with Darby Allen and this said, quote unquote, LJN figure. Hmm. Jeremy has been known to write the occasional love letter to LJN. So something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. So let's go over to what was unveiled for AEW figures. Unrivaled Series 4. Ortiz, he'll have overalls. The extra Ortiz head will come with braids. Inner Circle t-shirt, extra hands, one black glove, and I think it was a, uh, a red, I think it was the Puerto Rican flag glove, if I'm not mistaken. And he comes with a flip-flop. Santana, two heads. And a homie the clown type sock. Do you remember that, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because homie don't play that. <laughs> Looking at the Ortiz, I'm thinking that might actually go into my top 10. AEW might crack my top 10 this year. You're kidding. Wow. Okay. The Ortiz is fantastic. Both heads on it are fantastic. All right. Well, I would imagine Darby Allen was going to be the first one to break it. Well, considering Cody Rhodes is in every single line, I was thinking that there's a good chance Cody might have a chance, but... You know, at this point, they should just include Cody in every single series. <laughs> like, it's not a series of six anymore. It's a series of five plus Cody. <laughs> Kenny Omega, another Kenny. He'll have silver tights and a vest, a black vest. Cody, two heads. Thronebreaker cloth t-shirt, soft goods. Cody will have a one of 1,000 where it'll be in the, the gold tights, tattoo on the neck, and a nightmare t-shirt. Oh, that neck tattoo. Yes. First Cody figure that's getting the neck tattoo. Matt Hardy, he will have a long red and black jacket, which already AEW Jazzwares has topped WWE Mattel's Matt Hardy figures. Yeah, that figure is outstanding. We should probably add in the caveat that these are the figures shown. We'll see what we get on the pegs because... Correct. Yes, we've learned that with Jazzwares. Things do change. Yes, we know things do change between 
test shots to prototypes to renderings. Things do change. To c- TV commercials. TV commercials. Series oh one. yeah. Oh, good call. Good call. The Chad Gable syndrome, as we call it. Absolutely. <laughs> so Matt Hardy will have a long red and black jacket. Uh, Matt Hardy will have the one of 500. It's a all black outfit, red and black hair. And Sammy Guevara jacket sign that says hit me up, which is absolutely hilarious. I thought that was a great accessory and sunglasses. That's a good looking Sammy figure. AEW Series 5, the back of the Luchasaurus. Well, there's already one figure. The back of the card was shown off. Scorpio Sky and Kazarian were shown with tag titles, but it's just a regular snapshot, like headshot. It's not a picture of the figure or anything. It's just a headshot. Moxley. Hangman Page is getting another figure. Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Cannot wait for four of those figures. (laughs) let me guess you're passing on hangman and mox you know what though i do like hangman though i don't know that'll be a that'll be a game time decision and that would be series five correct correct so every series so far is already getting re-releases of previous figures five series in so they're not going to do the he-man thing where they stop releasing the big names right you're going to keep getting those names every series Unfortunately, no Cody in Series 5. <laughs> no Cody. And that, that makes me sad. Although he could show up as a chase figure, which I think would be hilarious. Uh-huh. But Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, when we fantasy booked Series 5, did we not have Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky? We did. Well, there you go. We got four of the six. There you go. You know, we need to start throwing in those names. The Moxes, the Hangmans, the Omegas, the Codys, the Bucks. We need to start figuring two slots per series for those guys. Cody Rhodes will have a... (laughs) Cody Rhodes will have (laughs) a ringside exclusive with TNT Championship. Up for pre-order now, by the way. Now, let's go over to Zombie Sailor Toys. Yes, Zombie Sailor Toys is going to be releasing his own style of Hasbro figures. Now, Ron Rudat, from what we heard, is actually doing the drawings, the sketches for him. The first few figures have already been named. We'll have Sabu, Ryder and Hawkins, Rock and Roll Express, and Danhausen. I know this will be popular among the Hasbro collectors. I'm curious if it will have a strong following that's what i'm curious because it's not hasbro making it it's not it's not mattel making it now granted we have seen a lot of jason's wolf customs just sell out just like that so and i'm not saying these are customs because this is actually done sketches are done by ron rudat you know is this going to have a strong following i'm really curious well i hope so because a strong following means more figures later you're really playing down the Rock and Roll Express, dude. I know for a fact eight-year-old Jeff is flipping out inside because he's getting Hasbro-style Rock and Roll Express figures. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you can let it out, dude. It's okay. You really played that well. Like, <laughs> Thank you. You were calm, cool, collected Jeff. Like, yeah, Rock and Roll Express Hasbro-style figures. We're getting those. Oh, yeah, and Sabu and... You really played that off well, but I know little kid Jeff is flipping out. This is only going to be the second set of Rock and Roll Express figures ever produced. 
So it's okay. You can let it out, dude. I understand the excitement level. I am excited, dude. I I thought the next set of Rock and Roll Express figures were going to be coming out from Jazzwares. I did not expect this. And dude, it's just, when does it end? Like how many people do we have in the game now? It's insane, right? Everybody becomes a player and it's going to come down to your quality, your price point, your likenesses. We got to see all those things because there's a lot of competition out there now. You have your mass-produced AEW and WWE figures. You've got figures Toy Company. You've got Storm Collectibles. You've got Super 7. You've got Chella. They're doing Hasbro-style figures. So now there's even competition in that realm. You've got Jason Wolf producing custom Hasbro figures. It's insane. You've got nerd clothing coming out with Jay White. Yeah, great point. So there's another player in the Hasbro-style figure. It's insane. This is nuts. Like, okay, when does it stop? Like... We have, what, how many people? Uh, Nerd Clothing, Super 7, Storm, Mattel, Jazzwares, FTC. Am I missing? Who else am I missing? I know I'm missing somebody. Chella, now Zombie Sailor. There's eight people making wrestling figures. It's like, okay, hold on. Well, here's the thing. Again, it's going to come down to quality, likeness, and price point. The best one across the board is going to win the collector's dollars. Right, so if you suck, you're out. There is so much competition right now that, man, when you've got Thundercats Thunder Tanks running you 450, you can already see collectors' dollars getting stretched. So it, it it's insane. I would have never guessed back in 2016 when we started this podcast. I would have never guessed that there would be in the neighborhood of 10 wrestling figure producers in 2021. That to me is crazy, but as a wrestling figure collector, dude, what a time, right? Now you have a massive selection of stuff to pick from. You've got Hasbro style, you've got Ultimates figures, you've got Mattel scale, Jazzwares scale, all these great figures to pick from, but limited budget. That's the kicker. So if you're not good with all the competition out there, you're going to get kicked aside. So for me, I think it's awesome, but I'm wondering how many players are going to be left standing, say, in 2023. This podcast is so old, we were around when there was only two in the game with <laughs> FTC and Mattel. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I remember <laughs> way back when FTC had just announced their ROH line, you know, yep. and now they've expanded. And now we've got all these other players. Who would have guessed that we'd have a, a renaissance of Hasbro or a resurgence or a resurrection of Hasbro style figures? I would have never guessed that. Are you kidding? We were lucky to get the LJNs from Jax back in the day. Now we have like three or four people competing with Hasbro style figures. Uh, dude, what a time to be a wrestling figure collector. Seriously, I haven't used that line in a while. But man, when you've got almost 10 companies manufacturing wrestling figures, holy crap. And Scott, what was it about an Owen Hart micro brawler pro wrestling crate? Well, yeah, there's another one that we didn't even mention. Micro brawlers. Nine. There are nine. <laughs> nine <laughs> times. Let's think about this. There are not nine companies making Power Ranger figures. There are not nine companies making Star Wars figures. There are not nine companies making uh, Marvel Legends figures, dude. This is nuts. It, it, look, it's a hot property. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. I think it's great. 
the wrestling industry is extremely hot right now. It is. It is for sure. So yes, there is a pro wrestling crate. I don't know if it's sold out yet. When I checked earlier this week, there were still some available, but there's an exclusive Owen Hart micro brawler that you get with the February pro wrestling crate. So go check it out. I Again, I don't know if it's sold out yet or not. There were limited numbers remaining. Worth checking out if you're into the micro brawlers. And just for fun, I threw this in today being January 29th, Hasbro announced that Sasha Banks will be getting a figure based off of her character in The Mandalorian. I thought that was kind of cool. It'd be even cooler if it was actually Hasbro old school style. Ooh, I like it. But it's not. Of course not. No. No, never mind. And Travis Fowler actually sent us a thing earlier, Jeff, where Sasha Banks is doing a signing, a virtual (laughs) signing, but she's only signing her real name she is not signing sasha banks she'll sign wwe items in addition to star wars items and photos but she's not signing sasha banks she's only signing her real name interesting interesting yeah so thank you to travis fowler for that piece of news when is that uh i don't remember oh way to be on it scott sometime in 2021 i saw the signing too i didn't pay attention to it thank you (laughs) i'm sorry travis i saw the signing i just didn't pay attention to when it was Scott, that is it for the news. I told you guys we would go long. So we're going to end the show with listener. We've actually got quite a few listeners that we got to sneak in. Let's go talk to them. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, first question comes in from Keith, a.k.a. Baracus the wrestler independent wrestler out in the Midwest. He says, what are some of the hardest figures you guys had trouble finding? Hmm. Of all time. Of all time. Well, obviously the LJ and black cards, we had to go through the wrestling ring back East in pro. And I believe they were in pro wrestling illustrated. They ran their ads. So we actually had to mail order. Let's see. It was the black cards along with the Heart Foundation. So there were actually some some standard blue cards that we weren't able to find here too because our Toys R Us never got in the Killer Bees. For some weird reason, they never got in the Bees. They actually cut it off, I want to say around Series 4. They just stopped getting them in. So we had to get quite a few of them off of the wrestling ring. So those were impossible to find out here. Luckily, we found that ad in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. We lucked out with the Hasbros having Castro Village Toy Shop because the uh, owner would call me when they'd get new product in. I'd go in, crack the case, take what I needed. He'd put the rest on the pegs. Hmm. I I would guess probably the Bad Boys Jacks with Stone Cold. We hunted a lot for that one. We hunted a lot for the tag team series, Legion of Doom. Hunted a lot for the tag team Jacks Classic Superstars. You know, I remember those figures being easy to find. Which ones? The Road Warriors and the Bad Boy series. Because we found the Bad Boy series. We cracked open that case. Yeah, but we were at Toys R Us every day looking for them. (laughs) So we just happened to be there on the day they got in a case. But I mean, we were hunting hardcore for those figures. Okay, to be fair, we were always at Toys R Us hunting. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes. Back in the day when we had way fewer responsibilities. Yes. We were at Toys R Us like every day hunting those things. But again, had we not been there every single day, we would have missed out on them. I also lucked out finding, as I had mentioned, those Jack Class Superstars 2-packs, the tag teams. I lucked out finding those because I just happened to be at Hayward Toys R Us when they got, or I'm sorry, it was Dublin Toys R Us when they got a shipment in of them. 
Otherwise, I would have missed out for sure because LOD is always the harder ones to find. I'm trying to think of some other ones. The Hardy Boys Double Slam 2-Pack. Yes, thank you. I saw that only one time. And luckily, I've told the story a gazillion times. I had the fangirl scream when I found them. But that was legit the only time I ever found them. And that was constantly stopping off at Toys R Us even after I found them. So never found them after that one time at KB Toys at Bayfair Mall. Um, And then obviously, and Keith and I were actually having a conversation the other night. By the way, it was good talking to you, Keith. Uh, Really enjoyed our conversation. But the Harley race set. Oh my gosh. The, The unicorn. Yes. Yeah. We never saw that out here. I was constantly checking both Walmarts and San Leandro. On the weekends when I could, I was heading out to Pleasanton. Never saw them. Uh... Union City, Fremont. I was constantly going out there. Never once did I see that Harley race set. Same here. And you know what's interesting? I was noticing this when I was kind of searching for figures the other night. I just kind of got a a bug to just start seeing if there were any cheap figures or something I wanted to buy. That Harley race figure has remained at 300. That's like the hard number for that Harley race figure. Yeah. It's kind of fluctuated up a little bit. It's kind of come down a couple bucks. I know some people that scored it for 250 but it's remained at 300 that middle road 300 number. It's kind of weird. Harley Hysteria. Absolutely. Oh, you know another one? The Jax Ruthless Aggression first series Brock Lesnar. Good call. That thing was impossible to find. Had I not known the lady that worked at KB in Livermore, I, would, I may not have gotten that figure. That was one of the only times I ever saw it is when she cracked open the case and pulled him out for me. Great call on that one. Those are the only figures that come to mind for me as far as figures that have been absolutely tough to hunt. But you know what, dude? This new Royal Rumble series with Ultimate Warrior, Umaga, Titus O'Neil, this one's a little hard to find, dude. I'm not seeing them on pegs out here. Yeah. Especially the Warrior. Yeah, thank you. I'm definitely hunting that Warrior down, but I'm starting to accept the fact he's probably not going to end up in my collection. Don't worry, dude. We've got WrestleMania Six Warrior coming out. Yay! <laughs> Keith, thank you for sending that over. Hopefully we answered that. And again, it was great talking to you the other night, man. Scott, next question comes in from Jeremy Conrad. Also, with Jeremy Conrad, check out Bleeding Cool Toys. He does a blog over there. Jeremy says, okay, kind of long, so didn't want to send as a voicemail for a question this week. Aliens land on Earth and kidnap the brothers' tune. They tell each of you, the only way to save the planet is go through every WrestleMania card that has happened and build the ultimate 10-match card. The rules. People can appear in multiple matches, but no more than two. A title can only appear once. So you can have multiple title matches on your card. But say you pick Steamboat versus Macho and Sean Razor. Only one of them can be for the title. The other would be the same exact match, but the title is not up for grabs. All matches are eligible with no exceptions. You cannot just repeat an entire show. So you can just say all of WrestleMania 3, for instance. So with the fate of the human race on the line, each of you book your ultimate WrestleMania. Oh, geez. Okay, well, my favorite match of all time is Savage Steamboat. Okay. So that's got to go in. And we're going to throw the IC title in there, too. Okay, uh, my favorite WrestleMania match is Brett Austin from 13. Oh, not Brett Owen from 10, huh? No, Brett and Owen from 10 was good, but the storytelling in Austin, Brett, in 13 was just marvelous. Okay. 
So we got two matches down. Third match, we need a tag match. Um, Bulldogs versus Dream Team? I'm on that wrestling challenge kick right now, dude, so I, I got Bulldogs on the brain. Uh, that one was good. Okay, oh, well, we can have multiple tag matches. We can. We can. I, I do love the Bulldogs. I just don't know that that match is one of the best. No, it wasn't. When I think of great tag team matches from WrestleMania, I'm thinking Hardys, Dudleys, Edge, and Christian. See, that's more where I'm leaning. Like, if we're going to do a tag title match, you okay. got to throw in one of the TLCs, be it from WrestleMania 2000 or WrestleMania 17. Okay. So, if we wanted to, number one contender match, I guess, uh, Bulldogs versus Dream Team? Sure. There you go. All right. All right. So we're up to five. I think that was five. Three, nope. sir. Four. That was four. Oh, that was four. Yes. Um. Okay. We need a battle royal. Oh, okay. I like that. Let's, mm-hmm. you know what? My favorite is from WrestleMania 30. With Cesaro winning? Yes. Him dumping Big Show over the top on a body slam. Okay. Super impressive. We were there. Popped huge. Great moment for Cesaro. His WrestleMania moment. So I'm going to go the battle royal from 30. Okay, so that was five. We need five more matches. How about CM Punk versus Jericho at 28? Okay, like a grudge match type deal? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, because we're outside of the heavyweight title. We haven't, we don't have any other belts to play with. Okay, so heavyweight title matches. Hmm. Are you going Hogan Savage? No, no, I don't think so. You know what? You know what? I got it. WrestleMania play button. Roman versus Brock with Seth Rollins cashing in. Okay. And it's funny that that came up because, dude, I was just watching that match two nights ago. Another one that we were at had a great... In fact, we talked about it. Somebody asked the question about being there for a live moment, one that you remembered. That one came up for me just because it was so much fun. So I've got to throw that one in. That's your heavyweight title match. Actually, you know what? Let's throw the television title. Uh, No, because it wasn't WrestleMania. Never mind. Yeah, television. Where are you coming from with that? Come on now. I'm sorry. I was coming from the South and NWA. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. It happens. Uh, Let me see. We need a filler match. A filler match. Um, You know know it was a short match, but it was awesome? Shield versus New Age Outlaws and Kane. That was good. That's a good filler. Okay, that's a good filler. Dude, you know what? Women's title, Trish versus Mickey from 22. Love it. Okay, we we just got one more match. Hmm. Uh, HBK is not on there. Nor is The Undertaker. So how about we wrap that one up? That and done. From oh, 25. 25 or 26? 25. 25, and we're going to make it a title match. That would be yep. the other heavyweight title. Boom. Uh, Jeremy went on to say, totally forgot to put my answer in there. Steamboat versus Savage, Mania 3. HBK versus Razor, Mania 10 for the IC title. Boneyard match. Undertaker versus AJ Styles from 36. That's actually a good call. Brett versus Owen at 10. Hogan and Andre for three. At three. Ladder match for tag titles. Edge, Christian, Hardys, Dudleys. Daniel Bryan versus Batista versus Orton for heavyweight title at 30. Charlotte versus Sasha versus Bailey for women's title at 32. That was actually a good match. That was a great match. End of an era match, Undertaker versus Triple H in Hell in a Cell. Great match as well. At From 27, main event is Hogan versus Rock from 18. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, Hogan and Rock, that was just a moment in wrestling history. That was fantastic. 
Thank you, Jeremy. That was a lot of fun. Scott was Scott actually had if I could play today on his list to want to do tonight, but with all the news and the listener, we didn't think we were going to be able to get to it. So yeah, maybe next week because it was going to be a fun one. You say it was going to be a fun one. It was going to be fun. Will you stop? <laughs> Jeremy, thank you again, man. And thank you for the Buster Posey figure. Thank you for the break and set, Jeremy. Scott, next audio comes in from Kenny. Let's see what Kenny's got to say. Hey, Scott and Jeff, what's happening? It's your buddy Kenny, a.k.a. at Armbar Figs. Uh, just want to shout out you guys a week late for congratulations on the five year anniversary fully posable not storyline brothers but real life brothers the ogs the innovators in wrestling figure podcast violence cheers aka just finished your interview with wrestling cheers and justin summers i've been a big fan of that guy for a very long time thanks to aiw in cleveland ohio and i would live in new jersey and i would read twitter and i would find wrestling cheers known as the ohio indie report back in the day but i ain't here to talk about none about that i heard something last week that made me very troubled that jeff said that he would skip purchasing a goldberg figure and then have fomo about it come on brett I thought I thought you were a Hitman fan, Jeff. Real Hitman fans don't need Goldberg figs in their fig feds. And uh, real hardcore Brett fans don't have room for Shawn Michaels in their fig feds either. At me, at Armbar Figs, let's talk about it. And uh, But the positive note is that I got my pre-order from Ringside Collectibles of Orange Cassidy. Because that is his name he is not going to be referred to as what tennis racket man says because tennis racket man doesn't want to understand that orange cassidy has wrestled for 17 years fine-tuned his work in front of uh a group of people who are diehard fans of the company he was a part of they used to get together a couple times a month on Wingate Street in North Philadelphia. But I digress. I've seen Orange Cassidy wrestle over 105 times since 2011, and to be able to hold his action figure in my hand is a beautiful day. So shout out, congratulations on the five years and a week of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Stay safe. Happy toy hunting, wash your hands, and wear a mask. Thank you, Kenny. And Kenny, it was great meeting you back at Madison Square Garden. Also having you on the show about a year ago. Uh, and you might be hearing from Justin Summers later. It was a great time on Wrestling Cheers. Go back and download that on iTunes. That was a lot of fun talking to Justin Summers. Goldberg figures. I don't collect many of them. I do have some. I actually have one hanging up on the wall that is autographed, and it's the retro. I met Goldberg because of the girlfriend wanted to meet him, because Goldberg is what got her into wrestling. So, um, Orange Cassidy, dude, I know what Jim Cornette calls him, but the fact that he was innovative enough to come up with a character like Orange Cassidy, I give him all the credit in the world. Because from the story I've heard is he was just kind of floundering. He was 
he was busting his ass, but like, you know, he wasn't getting recognized. And then for him to change his character to what he did now, something new, something fresh, something innovative that we have never seen before. I have all the respect in the world for Orange Cassidy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And that's one kick-ass figure. Kudos to Jazzwares, not only for making an Orange Cassidy figure, but for having his hands be able to go into the pockets. Like, that's just cool. That's very cool. So, awesome story all around. Absolutely. Kenny, again, it was great meeting you, man. It was great talking to you on the show. Scott, Kenny is the one that was all about the zombie figures. You you remember that? I do remember that, yes. And when I believe he also brought up as Halloween displays, correct? I think so, yeah. Yeah, great call. I had never even thought about that, and just great call. I do, for the record, have the Shinsuke zombie figure up on my wall. Year-round, not just Halloween. Thank you again, Kenny. Scott, next question comes in from GBM. Let's see what GBM's got to say. Hey, guys. Good brother Mike here. I'll usually send an audio submission in to congratulate you guys on a big accomplishment or milestone you've reached. And it's been a while since it's been in the form of a listener question or questions, so I thought I'd throw a few at you. Uh, I know you guys will probably cover this on the show this week, but just wondering what you guys think of Cody Rhodes getting another figure in Series 4 AEW and also getting the Chase variant. Now, with the Series 1 figure and the Chase, the UK exclusive with the ring, the Blood Brothers set with Dustin, Series 4 now, including a Chase variant, and the leaked set of Cody with the TNT title, that gives us seven Cody figures, and it's only been six months since the release of Series 1 in August. Is that too many Cody's? We also had a leaked picture of Series 5. Just wondering what you guys thought of that lineup and who you think the Chase variants will be in that. Now, with the sneak peek at Series 5, they've only had two females in the entire line so far. I was just wondering if you guys think they would benefit more if they had a female in each series, kind of like what Mattel does with their elites. And last but not least, Jeremy Padauer said that the Chase variants we're going to get more of. There's going to be one of 3,000 and one of 5,000 figures. Now, I think I'd be more excited finding a one of 500 or a one of 1,000 than I would be a one of 5,000. I just think it takes the rarity out of it. Uh, just keep doing what you guys are doing. Always love the show. 100% support from me. Talk to you guys later. Uh, regarding the Cody Rhodes, what can you say? I mean, Scott, do you want to tell the He-Man story again? <laughs> no, I really don't. Look, are they trying to break the Cena record with Mattel here? GBM brought up, what, by the way, what's up, GBM? We love you over here, dude. Hope you're doing well. Uh, do we need any more Cody figures at this point? Like he said, six months, seven figures. Really? Really? Do we need that many? Britt Baker's already poking fun at it. She has a few times on Twitter. Uh, maybe pump the brakes on the Cody figures. It's insane. Like, they've done everything but make his dog. In fact, I think she had also posted a picture of, like, the next series of AEW, Series 6, is going to be all Cody Rhodes, like five diff five or six different versions of Cody and a Brandy figure with a stroller and Pharaoh. <laughs> that will be series six of AEW. Like slow down guys. We get it. Cody's the man there. We understand, but pump the brakes on his figures. It's a large roster. Right. I, I a hundred percent agree with you, dude, but it's like the He-Man thing, Scott. No, it is. But is Cody the He-Man quote unquote of AEW? I don't know. He might be, but we don't need 
that many He-Man figures, i.e. we don't need that many Cody figures. Put more women into the line, to GBM's point. Make a Britt Baker. Make a Statlander. They already made Riho, and they've already made Brandy. That's great. That's two women out of five series so far. Sprinkle a couple more in here and there. Definitely would do them some good. Uh, regarding the chases, yeah, I, I agree with, with GBM's point. More of them kind of... I wouldn't say it sucks the fun out of it. It's still finding a rare figure, which, <laughs> look, to me, finding any AEW figure is an event. <laughs> but finding the chase, if you're finding a 500 or a 1,000, that's a big deal. But three to 5,000, some of the shine is taken off of that. So I totally understand GBM's point. Yes, it's still a chase, but it's not going to hold the same value, obviously, of a 500 or a 1,000. So... There's that. I understand why Jeremy would want to put more out there. I'm sure there's been gripes, but uh, you're kind of taking the shine off of it a little bit by doing that. You know what? I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. So to the hardcore collector, it's kind of discouraging. Yes. Because they do like the chases of one of 500, one of 1,000. But let's look to the casual collector. Let's look to the kids that maybe go into the toy store and they're walking down, they see the AEW figures, and all of a sudden they see that sticker, one of 3,000, one of 5,000. To that kid, that's going to be awesome. That's going to yeah. be like, oh, man, look at this. You know, dad, dad, look, I just found a sticker. You know, that sticker signifies so much to them. So let's kind of look at it from a different view and not from the hardcore collectors like us. Let's look at it from the kids walking down that you know the eight-year-old that is looking for aew figures finds aew figures sees the sticker they get super excited let's think about that well let's think about they're going to take that figure home and open it though all right screw what i just said yeah um, actually you know what i'm going to edit everything i just said it never happened scott and i talk about stuff that hits the cutting room floor and that's going to be another yeah <laughs> i don't think the kids care about the sticker dude to be honest with you those are absolutely geared towards the the hardcore collector. But for me personally, I don't care. As long as I have that figure, not specifically the chase, but a figure of that person in my collection, I don't care if it's a chase, the standard version doesn't matter. I don't care about it because I don't care about the dollar values per se of my newer figures. I don't care. Now, granted, dollar values of my classic superstars, that's great the signed ones because I can pass those on to my kids. But, you know, current day, it doesn't matter. I, it doesn't matter to me at all if I get the chase or not. But that number, 500, 1,000, 3,000, 5,000, that's definitely geared towards the hardcore collector. It'd be great if a kid finds it, but chances are that figure goes home and gets opened up. GBM, thank you. Always a pleasure talking to you, man. Scott, next question comes in from Christopher Dean. What's up, Jeff and Scott? Sorry I was a little late, didn't get my congratulations on your fifth anniversary, but um, just wanted to say I'm glad that you guys have the show for not just only me, but for the whole community. I don't know if you guys realize it, probably now since last week, but you guys touch a lot of lives and you help a lot of people outside of our hobby. And from the bottom of my heart, I just say thank you. You guys have been there for me through different you know bad times and i just appreciate everything you guys do for 
our friendship and for the other friendships that you guys have discovered in the last five years. So thank you very much. It is a rarity for me to do a voice recording. I voice sounds like a high-pitched chipmunk from the Disney um, DuckTales or something. But I wanted to ask you a question about the new AEW series. The last couple ones, we I remember I was talking to Scott, and I was hoping that they wouldn't do repeats on some of the bigger names so soon. But it seems like they're kind of trying to mix it up. But what do you guys think? I saw Series 5, like the new guys, but I was just kind of surprised that Paige was coming so soon. With that other new series coming in, Maybe they can mix up the new and sort of bigger names, kind of like Mattel, in their best of series, but we'll see what happens in the future. Let me know what you guys think. You, go, you always know I'll be talking to you in the future, so take care, congratulations, and I'm just glad that the family allows you guys to do this recording. Just also want to thank Celeste, Shannon, Alana, Peyton, of course the benefactors, and everybody in the Toon family and allowing you guys to do this show week in, week out. So thank you. Have a good day. Christopher, thank you. It's always a pleasure talking to you about stuff, even outside of wrestling, talking to you about sports and whatever is going on in life. So it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. So I guess they just need a couple of the big names in there. I guess that's the kind of what I'm gathering is that they just need a couple of the big names. So Hangman and Moxley being in series five, but the rest of them are new figures. So four of the six is new figures. Now, granted, would I like to see Lance Archer in there? Yeah, absolutely. Eddie Kingston? Eddie Kingston. That's another one. I, of course I would. But at the same time, I, I'm starting to see a little bit of a formula. If you go back to Series 4, it's Ortiz, Santana, Guevara, Matt Hardy, which is technically an AEW new figure. I mean, granted, we've had Mattels, but it's four of the six. And then we got Cody and Kenny. So it, it's starting to be a little bit of a formula. Throw in two of the main stars and then throw in four new guys right but it's interesting that only jericho has been in series series one well he had the little bit of bubbly too okay that was more of an exclusive that wasn't necessarily like a retail release but five series in now we've only had the the jericho along with the chase you would think that with the way they're repeating as gbm brought up in his question seven or six cody figures or seven cody figures in six months but jericho's technically only had two at retail not including his bubbly figure that's kind of surprising so you got to figure Jericho's going to show up in six along with one of the other names so I don't like the repeats necessarily but with the other line that they're opening up they're definitely as Jeremy said they're going to be able to take kind of a deeper dive into the roster so I would imagine you're not going to see as many repeats with that other line that they're bringing in and Christopher, thank you for always reaching out. It's always, as Jeff said, it's always great talking to you. In fact, today we were kind of talking about other figures that have had, as you mentioned with Sasha Jeff getting the Mandalorian figure. Who else has had a wrestling figure and their persona, not as wrestling, but as another figure, not necessarily made by another company? Like take The Rock, for example. The Rock had a ton of figures by Jax, but then Jax also put out a Scorpion King figure. Hulk Hogan and Thunderlips? <laughs> yes. 
Exactly. He was by Remco as Thunderlips, and then pretty much by every toy manufacturer as Hulk Hogan. Sergeant Slaughter had G.I. Joe and wrestling figures. Roddy Piper had wrestling in G.I. Joe. And NECA. Yes, and NECA. So there have been a few. So Sasha's definitely joining some elite company there. But that was just an example of a conversation with Christopher. It's always fun talking to him. Christopher, I hope you're doing well. Thank you for sending in the audio submission. Jeff and I really do appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words. Scott, speaking of that sweet, velvety voice, we got a message from Justin Summers. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. So this question is directed towards Scott because, Jeff, I've already talked to you for about three hours plus on Wrestling Cheers this week. But in all seriousness, this is for both of you. So let's play a game. And these answers could be different for both of you. But go back to any moment when you were a kid. You're waking up. It's Saturday morning. You run to the kitchen, grab a bowl, and grab a box of cereal and put it in the bowl. You then go to the living room and turn on your television. What was the cereal you put in your bowl? And what was the show that you turned on TV? I think for me, the cereal that I grabbed would be Golden Grams, and this was kind of talked about with Jeff on Wrestling Cheers. It's hands down one of my favorite cereals, and if I was grabbing one as a kid, potentially it could have been that one. But what did I turn on television? Obviously, it depends on what year I would pick. I think at one point it would have been Disney's One Saturday Morning on ABC, but one that was one of my favorites. It did come on a little bit later, but WWF Mania and or WWF Livewire. Hands down two of my favorite shows and really added a little bit of highlight to my Saturday morning. And normally it was after this time, I would then go out and play. Because for some weird reason, WWF was the cutoff point. Like, okay, time to go see what my friends are doing. That will do it for me this week. As always, thank you for everything you guys do. And I don't know if it was mentioned on the show yet or not. If you want to hear a great conversation between myself and Jeff, head on over to my podcast, Wrestling Cheers. We have an over two-hour conversation on the podcast with a variety of topics. Some were planned and some just kind of came up in conversation and we had a lot of fun with it. And it was also on my podcast during the conversation. Jeff learned that S'mores cereal, the Kellogg's one with a Z, is back. It was fun having you on, Jeff Scott. Hopefully one day we can plan it to have you on. Have a great week, you guys. Have your pets spayed or neutered, and I will take my answers off the air. Later. Thank you for that, Justin. And yes, I promise you will definitely get me on there. If not solo, Jeff and I together. I definitely look forward to coming on to the show for sure. Let's see. Cereal in the bowl. I'm going to go... There's a couple. Smurfs. Mr. T. G.I. Joe. Or, and this is a weird one, Kicks. Yes, you loved Kicks. K-I-X. Uh, Cinnamon Life was another one. Favorite as a kid. Still a favorite as an adult. But I was a big mark. Big mark for the brand cereals that had a character tied to it. As I mentioned, Mr. T, Smurfs, G.I. Joe, any of the Pac-Man cereal. I had to have all of it. Loved it. And as Justin mentioned, S'mores. That was another cereal that we loved. 
We did have s'mores as kids, dude. We did? Yes, we did. I remember because I hated marshmallows, but I didn't mind them in the s'more cereal. Now, I don't remember the ones as kids. I just remember the Kellogg's one from 2002. Yes, so there was s'mores when we were kids as well. I don't remember that. Yep. But I was a big, big character cereal. Like, we'd go and they'd have a new one. Mom would pick it up for us. Uh, the cartoon on the television almost always was Super Friends. That lasted until... Or Superpowers. That lasted pretty much until 80, 85 or so. Like, early to late 85 when we started watching wrestling. Probably early 85. Then it was 10 a.m. Channel 2 Superstars. And that was a game changer because that was all the way until, gosh, 92, I think. 92, 93? Uh, no, it went past that. I think it was like 94, if I'm not mistaken. 94, 95? Okay. Okay. So, yeah, almost 10 years. 10 o'clock was mandatory viewing WWF. So, for me, that was the routine. Wake up Saturday morning, bowl full of Mr. T cereal, put on superstars. What I loved is we would always beg mom to get different boxes of cereal. So we weren't stuck to one cereal. So we would get golden grams. We would definitely have the character like you were talking about with Smurfs. I remember when I choked on Smurfs, Smurf cereal. Yes. A Smurf berry went down the wrong uh, way. We almost <laughs> lost Jeff to a Smurf berry. I blame Gargamel. <laughs> That's actually a true story. Fruity Pebbles, Cocoa Pebbles were definitely high on our list. Oh, dude, do you remember how pissed mom would get when we'd open multiple boxes? Oh, yeah. They're going to get stale. No, no. If you let us no. eat them, if you let us eat them instead of dinner, we yes. would, <laughs> in place of dinner, how about we eat bowls and bowls of cereal? How about right. that? How about we get bigger bowls? <laughs> that added, that actually ended up happening too. Now, did you tell Justin about Goddamn It, Gail? Uh, no. Uh, if you'd like to go into that story, go for it. Yeah, Justin, you being a huge fan of Golden Grahams, our mom makes a dessert that's called GDG or God damn it, Gail. Cause when she made it and took it to the office, the ladies on their diets hated her for it because it was so good. Essentially there's two ways to make it. You take a cookie sheet, golden gram cereal, white chocolate or white chocolate chips stick it in the oven. If you want the, the recipe, the full recipe, I can get it from mom and send it to you or Jeff can dude off the hook good if you want to spruce it up a little bit if you're a fan of peanuts i believe it's spanish peanuts that you throw in as well so it's golden grams white chocolate spanish peanuts or regular peanuts and that dresses it up a little bit but jeff and i aren't really big fans of peanuts i'm gonna make sure i pronounce that t super hard <laughs> super hard jeff that's what she said that's what she said but we preferred it just golden grams and white chocolate off the hook, dude. She would make Ziploc bags full of this stuff. Oh my goodness. We'd sit in front of the television and just down entire Ziploc bags of it. So, so good. But that was our standard Saturday. Mr. T cereal and Superstars Wrestling. So I was always up earlier before Scott. So Oh yeah, I, I was get, a sleeper. Yeah, so I would get bowls of cereal. So you guys would, as you heard on Wrestling Cheers, it was Golden Grams or Fruity Pebbles or whatever. Now we're going into Saturday mornings. Muppet Babies was on the cartoons. Yeah. Uh, would then Saturday mornings ABC would run a series of cartoons because remember they used to have that claymation thing and go after these messages we'll be right, right back back yep. yeah that thing. So I'd watch those up until 10 a.m. 10 a.m. was mandatory wrestling. Wrestling yep, had to, to be on. Yep. 
Then came the long five hours of waiting for NWA to come on. We play video games for about an hour and a half, two hours. So that took up two hours. We still had three more hours. We go out and play basketball. We'd be out there for about an hour and a half, come back in. I kick your ass on bases loaded for the Nintendo. Yes. So it just felt like it took forever to get to NWA. And then when 305 came on, it was again, it was mandatory viewing. We had to watch NWA. Yep. Every that, Saturday, that was the routine. Yep, exactly. Justin, again, it was a lot of fun talking to you. Scott, we touched a bunch of bases. Speaking of bases, we talked a bunch, covered a bunch of topics. We talked favorite comedians, mine, Mitch Hedberg. Spoiler alert. We talked, actually, this is a fun question for you. He does a fave five at the end of the show. So be expecting that when you uh, go on. Oh, kind of how we do with the uh, top five figures? Not really. These are five random questions. One of the questions he asked me, Step Brothers or Daytona Knights? Oh, Talladega Knights? Talladega Nights. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, dude. For me, that's an easy one. It's all about Step Brothers. Yeah, mine too. Step Brothers is in my top five. I didn't even have to think about that one, actually. No, that one would be immediate. Now, if you did Step Brothers or Old School, I'd have to think for a second. Scott, last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly question. First off, I wanted to congratulate you guys on five years of doing the show. I'm glad to have found you guys and been along for for the wild ride. Thank you, JT. We appreciate your question. Thank you for sending in a question for almost five years every single week. Yeah, it's dude. It's like the undertaker streak. (laughs) Seriously. When COVID is over and it's safe to travel again, what's one place you plan on going to? It can be a tourist attraction, a dinner, or just a Taco Bell. Uh, COVID (laughs) never, COVID never stopped Scott going to Taco Bell. So never, no, some pandemic getting in the way of my Taco Bell. It did kill my Mexican pizza but it did not stop me from eating Taco Bell. I'm hoping this can end soon as I'd really like to visit the National Baseball Hall of Fame. I would love to get there one day. For sure. With my dad. Dad's been wanting to take me there for a while. And while I'm not a huge baseball fan, I would like to go with him to spend some time and replace these bad lockdown memories with some good post-lockdown memories. What do you guys think? Dude, I honestly, the one thing I'm really looking forward to is a meetup. I am so disappointed the one in 2020 got canceled. It was going to be great. Uh, We were expecting a pretty big turnout and unfortunately got canceled. So the one big thing as far as like wrestling or the show, I cannot wait for the meetup. Uh, As far as Shannon and I going on a vacation, I would love to go to Vegas. But ideally, like ultimate wish, I want to go back to NOLA. I know I harp on it so much with Mania. I'm really hoping 40 goes there, but that's a little bit too long for me to wait since we know where the next two or three WrestleManias are going to be. I'm really hoping 40 is in NOLA, but I want to get there before that. I really cannot wait to go back to NOLA. It is hands down easily my favorite vacation spot, and I would love for Shannon and I just to go there, be it for WrestleMania or not for WrestleMania. I just I can't wait to get back to NOLA. Uh, for us, I would love to go back to Vegas, as you said, obviously. Maybe even Disneyland. I had such a great time at Disneyland when I went about a year ago for good Celeste's call. birthday. Yes, good call, dude. You know what's funny is I was so... I hate to sound like an old guy, but I was so anti-Disney. I was like, ah, prices are too expensive, you know, blah, blah, blah. Which is you know? true. But when I got down there, I had a great time. So I would love to get back to Disneyland. Honestly, my sights are set on Dallas. I can't wait to get to Dallas. I can't wait to hold the meetup at the Gentleman's Church, uh, Vinnie Paul's Gentleman Church. <laughs> what? 
Kids are coming, right? Where the kids are going to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Celeste said that last week. Celeste working blue. <laughs> no, but seriously, I cannot wait to get to Dallas because as of right now, I don't have any plans to go on any vacation. Although, man, some of these Vegas hotels are dirt cheap. Man. Like, yes. Cosmopolitan, I think, had rooms for like 99 bucks or 129 bucks. And it's like, what? Yeah. Dude, I've seen rates at like Caesars, like some of the higher end hotels where you're like, wait, what? That's real? Right. Like you, you think never see these kind of rates. <laughs> you think you're getting a spam email that like, just enter your credit card here. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. But seeing these prices for Vegas, you're so tempted. But at the same time, you're just like, nope, can't do it. Just nope, not going to do it. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. But anyways, my my focus is on Dallas because I know Dallas is going to be a party. Because I think by then, a lot of this stuff should be handled. We'll see. Fingers, Fingers crossed. crossed. Yeah. The vaccinations rolling out. I'm really hoping Dallas is like the big one, right? Like that's where everybody can go. And I'm really looking forward to it too, dude. I can't agree with you more. The next meetup is just going to be hugs high fives, brothers, and it's going to be awesome. We're going to be comparing scars from the shots in the arm, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, exactly. What were your reactions to the vaccination? <laughs> JT, thank you. Oh, by the way, I hope you do get to the Baseball Hall of Fame, dude. That's a place I've been wanting to go to as well. That's next definitely time, a bucket list, dude, for sure. You know, next time WrestleMania is in New York, I just, I don't know how far Cooperstown is from Manhattan area. But I think I just may bite the bullet and just do the trek and just go. I'll go it could with be, you. It'll go. It could be three hours. It could be four hours. But I just need to do it because that's one place I need to go to. Agree. I'll go with you, dude. We had a lot of fun on that Yankee Stadium tour. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, uh, uh, just a blast. We had so much fun on that. But I think I would forego that, doing that again, and go to the Hall of Fame with you for sure. Oh hell yeah, let's do it. All right, I'm in. Scott, that rounds out the five-year and one-week anniversary of the show. We're back to regular numbers again, Jeff? Oh, that was episode 263. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, they have the carded and loose prices of Galoobs, LJNs, Hasbros, Just Toys Bendems, Defining Moments, Retros. But go over there if you are on the hunt for any of those series of figures. Check out the carded and loose prices on WrestlingToyTracker.com or on Twitter at Toy underscore Tracker. Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eaglemoss. They've got a ton of properties under their umbrella from Star Trek to DC and, of course, WWE. Their line of WWE statues are incredible. Jeff and I can both vouch for them. They look great displayed in the box or... If you subscribe to their monthly service, you can get a great looking ring to display those statues in. Again, head over to Eagle Moss on Twitter at Hero Collector underscore. Scott, I'm just noticing I don't have the podcast buddies in front of me, so I'm going to have to do this off the top of my head. Uh oh. I'm going to have to. You're winging it? I'm winging it. You're freeballing it. I'm scared. <laughs> if Jeff leaves you out, don't be offended. I want everybody to check out Breaker and Bane Power Hour, as well as Breaker's, you know it's fake, right? Breaker's interview side project, where they have independent wrestlers in, 
and also guest of other podcasts, which I will be on. I do. I've actually recorded two with Breaker, and I'm looking forward to hearing those. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour and Breaker's. You know it's fake, right? Also, I want you guys to check out the shows that are put out by Doing the Favor, one on wrestling figures, the other on sports. I like, I'm actually enjoying the sports one. I enjoy hearing their takes. Uh, they have some hot takes and some actually really good takes. But also, I want you to check out their website, doingthefavor.com, where you can find the SKUs, UPCs that link up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. So again, doingthefavor.com and check out their show on iTunes. Steve and Eric from Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Their last show was the 1992 Royal Rumble, Scott, one of the most infamous Royal Rumbles. It really is. It really is. That was Ric Flair's shining moment in the WWF. Moment. Moment. Yes, moment. I think one of his failed moments was he didn't produce the pictures of Liz that we were all waiting for at WrestleMania 8. Dude, I had my lotion ready and everything. (laughs) That's disgusting because I was sitting there watching that with you. (laughs) I must, Jeff. I must. (laughs) (laughs) anyways i want you to check out positively pro wrestling podcast with steve and eric also you heard from him earlier myself and justin summers on wrestling cheers this past week it was a lot of fun it was over two hours talking about a bunch of stuff talking about favorite comedians talking about sports just covering the gamut and had a lot of fun with justin again wrestling cheers on itunes we want you to check out ringside rant with rj a lot of fun listening to him give his take on wrestling also marty and rucker boot to the face myself eric arana and roy lucher do a podcast on the lucha central network called lucha libre figures and facts and scott drunk wrestling history go yes give us a follow on twitter at wrestling underscore drunk we do a twice a month podcast Sometimes it's weekly, sometimes twice a month, kind of all over the board. Anyway, check us out again on Twitter at Wrestling Underscore Drunk. Our new episode that just dropped is Taboo Booze Day, where we let our Twitter followers choose which of four topics we were going to discuss. Zeus, Right to Censor, Daniel Pewter, or Eugene. I'm not going to tip my hand as to which one they picked, but that is our latest episode, Taboo Booze Day, again, Wrestling underscore drunk on Twitter, where we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Also, I don't want to leave out at all our good friends, Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick Foley Show. I told you I don't have my list in front of me, so I'm doing this all off the top of my brain. You're doing well so far, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. As I said, I don't want to leave them out at all. We appreciate you guys, and we appreciate the audio you guys sent in. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Also check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah, and you guys as well. Thank you very much for the audio. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds on iTunes. Scott, roll call. Yes, first and foremost, the great, the amazing Jason Wolf. He of incredible artistic talent, be it drawing or making custom Hasbro figures. Gotta give him a follow at the Art of Jason Wolf. He's doing great things with those figures. I I can't vouch enough. Those Road Warriors he did, they are what Hasbro should have done back in the day. Or if the NWA slash WCW had done those types of figures, 
Those are the figures I would have wanted to play with way back in the day. He does great work. He's done Owen Hart, Zeus, Hogan and Macho and Tuxes. He's done the Red Rooster, Ric Flair, of course, the Road Warriors. There's more to come. You got to follow his social media to keep up to date on his newest releases. Again, Art of Jason Wolf. Give him a follow. You will not be disappointed. And last but certainly not least, Jeff, I want to throw it out to my buddy, your buddy, everybody's buddy, Tim, on Twitter, at a chair shot. His podcast is coming soon. His new podcast, Pulling Up a Chair, where he focuses on the wrestling figure collector community. You're going to want to check it out. I know I am. Again, stay tuned to his social media. It's Tim on Twitter, at a chair shot. Great dude. I can't wait to hear what he's going to bring to the table. Pulling up a chair. Stay tuned for that. And also, I want to throw it out to the listeners this week because my co-host or buddy on Drunk Wrestling History is looking for a book. And I don't know if anybody out there might have it, but it's called When It Was Big Time. And it's a book about the San Francisco wrestling territory. It's I, I It looks like it's still in print. I think they've done like five printings of it and every single one of them is sold out. He can't find it anywhere. I tried looking for it. Google, eBay, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. I even checked Walden Books, Jeff, and they're not around anymore. But I even <laughs> checked them. Nobody can find it. Anyway, it's called When It Was Big Time about the SF Territory from way back in the day. If you've got a lead on that book or if you have it, could you let me know? Because Eddie's really hunting for it and he wants a copy for his library. So if you could help me out, I'd appreciate it. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. You might want to hit up Nate Rinkskirts or Steve PPW. They're, that's a good place to start. They could probably point you in a good direction. Thank you, sir. When it was big time. I thought that was a an adult book, but... Uh, it may be. Oh, I see it what you're saying. I, I don't know what the finishes rating is on it, <laughs> but you could be right about that. Oh, Scott, you're disgusting. Thank you. <laughs> I try. So, Scott, that rounds out episode 263 anything else stay safe stay healthy fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting i want to thank everyone for listening to episode 263 remember to spay and neuter your pets it's still going it's still going it is it is it's it's just not going away never gonna give you up stop it yeah (laughs) hashtag fig life adios Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. With the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.